Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lean Toss-Up Call of Duty League podcast. This is it, guys. This is it. This is the end of the regular season, because we don't really count majors regular seasons, even though they kind of actually are, but whatever. This is it. The end of the regular season, all right? No more regular season after this week. Major 5, Week 3 qualifiers. That's it after this. This is our third last episode of the year. We got this episode, then we've got Major 5 next week, and then a couple weeks later we're champs, and then that's it. You won't hear from us again for six months. Actually, you will. We're gonna. I do a college football podcast on this channel, um, so if you're interested in college football, which I assume a lot of you are, stick around. We're going to do some college football stuff very, very soon with Buck Metrics. Tonight, though, I am here with my co-host, CDL Metrics, and we're here to talk about the last week of the regular season. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing well. It is crazy that this is the last week of qualifier matches for the whole year. Um, That's, you know, bittersweet, I suppose, but I am ready to just go into Major 5. I'm ready for champs. Um, We will get there eventually. I do want my Minnesota Rocker to make it to champs. I don't know if that'll happen. They're hanging on by a thread after last week, but um, yeah, a couple big matches for them going forward, but yeah, of all the weeks so far, like last week in the CDL, not the most fun to watch. I mean, the matches pretty much went how we thought they were going to go. Uh, a lot of lopsided matches that ended quickly. I would say the one kind of big surprise was Mutineers over LA Thieves. Uh, and we'll talk about both of those teams very quickly into this podcast. But um, yeah, Mutineers 3-1 Thieves on Saturday, I believe that was. Uh, pretty shocking result to say the least considering you know how we see thieves the reigning world champs you know they've already won a major this year so uh yeah that was definitely interesting everything else pretty expected the rocker legion game lived up to the hype um sorry to see my rocker blow the game four in game five but that's just kind of what they do but it at least makes things interesting as we head into this last week for those two teams and going into, you know, potential seeding for Major 5, you know, it could be huge if Legion can get, uh, you know, a winner's bracket start and Rocker start and losers, vice versa is still up in the air. So there's still a lot to work out with that. But um, yeah, very excited to talk COD and um, yeah, just weird that we're already at the end. Yeah, it it, it definitely is. So just a quick update. In, in terms of the, the race here. So Thieves have zero points, which is a big upset. London Royal Ravens are 0-3, which, yeah, that's fine. Thieves are 0-3, which is the upset. LAG is 1-3. I think LAG's one win was against Ravens. So cool, good for them. But then they're 1-3, so things have not been going well for them either. Surge is 1-2. That one win coming against, I think, Thieves, actually. Right? Surge just beat Breach. Breach. Yes, that's right. I just kind of... I deep six that from my memory because they're still that's pretty painful. So yeah, that was that was a loss for me. So yeah, sorry, that was one of their t- win. Then Rocker is in eighth place at one and two. Then Vegas is at two and two. So Rocker does have a path to get to the winners bracket, but they they have two games. But Legion only has one game. So we're gonna talk about the games this week. Florida somehow in the winners bracket right now at two and one. Subliners at two and one. Breach at two and one. Ultra two and one. Phase three and one. There, that's. I mean, at this point, you're a lot. Once you're two, I think basically once you're two and one, you're almost a lock into winners bracket. Like Toronto will make winners bracket. Phase will make winners bracket. Optic. I think if there are four and oh, they're they're approaching the number one seed. But again, we don't bet on number one seeds because it doesn't because none of this actually matters. So that's for major five. 
Uh, let me just look at the regular season standings because, again, and, and I we talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago, but it is now official. LAG and London Royal Ravens have been eliminated from champ, champs. We will not see them again after next weekend, which is fine because LAG as an organization will not exist after next weekend, so that's that's okay. Um, Legion sits in ninth place. They are only 10 points back of Minnesota, only 30 points back of Boston, actually only 40 points back of Surge. But basically, you're looking at Phase, uh, uh, Phase, Optic, Ultra, Thieves, and Subliners. They're all in the 250s. They've got basically at least another 50 points on the sixth place team. I'm not sure if, if, if Subliners have officially locked in champs yet or not, but basically they have. There is a little bit of issue there, not issue, but some unknowns between 6th through 8th. Um, but again, some of this will be determined this week. A lot more will be determined next week. But basically, yeah, so Florida has an outside chance to make champs. I'm not the biggest fan of that chance, though. Like, Florida's going to have to have a deep run in the tournament, which, to be fair, they are in the winner's bracket. So, But then again, you've got, the thing is, once you're in the winner's bracket, you've got some big sharks there, too, right? Like... And but then you drop down to losers. But then at that point, then then you're getting you're getting some teams that could be fighting for their lives, right? So, not the biggest fan of Florida's path to making champs. But Legion and Rocker, this is going to be very very close this weekend and and next weekend. This is going to be down to the wire, and I and even Breach is a little bit iffy there too. Minnesota, of course, this week made a very interesting change. They decided to bench Afro, which is extremely confusing to me, uh, among other things. Yeah, they decide to bench Afro in favor of Attach, which is not how that works. That would be like um, I'm not even. I'm just trying to. Th- that would just be... think of any dumb managerial move in sports history. It's but like, like it doesn't yeah. even it doesn't even make sense. It'd be like benching Tom Brady for Leonard Fournette. It'd be like that's not how that works. Like they're not. They're not now. Well, okay, fine. Yes, people move around, so okay, it's not yeah, that. But like, it's, it's more still... like basketball. But it's, yeah, you're right. You have to kind of shift the roles around. So the rumor is that Fame will jump over to an SMG. He's obviously been playing in that you know AR flex role since he's been on the team, and he's looked good in that role. Uh, and Attach will take over, I guess, main AR duty. I don't know. He'll he'll have an AR. Uh, Cami will have an AR. Fame will have an SMG. Fans will have an SMG, so they're shuffling some things around. I don't know if it's like just a temporary thing for this week. If they're gonna go, all right, we're gonna try it this week. If it looks bad, we'll throw Afro back in, or maybe they shuffle it again before the major. I I really don't know. But like you're I mean, you're and as we just discussed, you have you're ten points up on the team right behind you. Now, right. fine, at this exact moment, you have one more game than them. But like you have to get into the winners bracket here to, like, if 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 uh, Legion gets into the winners bracket, and to be fair, they have a not horrible matchup where Minnesota has basically two not great matchups this weekend. So I did vaguely have Vegas's favor to make the winners bracket at this point. Actually, probably should be substantial yeah. favors to make the winners bracket. But that if that's where you're sitting here, is that really the time to be like, all right, let's completely change everything? Because like that's clearly the 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 issue here, like yeah, it's a it's a weird thing to do. I I don't know. I, if you're Minnesota, like I'm good either way. Like if you want to stick with this team because they have experience together, like okay. 
I just feel like if you're doing that, your goal is like, all right, well, we'll just make champs and then we'll see what happens from there. Um, if you can shuffle it around a little bit, maybe you can find something, something to spark your, you know, crazy champs run or whatever it might be. Either way, it's not good for them. They're not going to win champs even if they make it. Um, it's just not going to happen. And same thing for Vegas. Like, even if Vegas goes on a little run, jumps Rocker, they get the eight seed, like, they're going to run into problems in champs. Like, it, they're they're the eighth best team, and this year that just doesn't mean much, at least yeah. in terms of what I see. Well, so, I mean, this, well, this yeah. is the thing. You hinted at it. Right now, that means that you're either running... Actually, I'll call it up exactly. But at this exact second, say nothing changes in the standings, which, to be fair, it may or may not. I... I you never know. But at this point, cool. Guess what? You're playing phase round one. Right? So power to you. Have fun. Good luck. Have yeah, fun. Good luck. We just saw phase versus Legion and it yeah. was not pretty. And yeah. then, oh, okay. So let's say phase trips up in the major. Let's say Optic gets their major win. They're only 15 points behind phase. So let's say they, okay, cool. Now you're playing Optic, an arguably more scary team. Yeah. Maybe the hottest team in the game right yeah. now. So Ooh. good. Yeah. Good luck. Have fun. Right, like, and, and this is the thing, and then it's like, oh, say you pass Boston Preschool Cable, and then you're playing one of those two teams because Toronto's at 265 because they had that kind, they had a couple of rough weeks there, so they're they're Toronto. I mean, theoretically, probably could catch top spot, but I mean, they'll, they'll try to, but like, probably they probably won't be able to because FaZe will go deep enough in the tournament, and, and Optic would also probably go deep enough in the tournament that it won't matter in Major Five. But like, I mean, okay, cool, fine, you're playing Ultra. That's 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 the same basically like i'm not really like oh man we're playing ultra set texas well now i'm i'm so much happy like no it, it's all bad like none of these are good outcomes and then again you're falling into losers immediately and okay fine maybe you can beat up on a losers bracket team but then eventually one of the sharks is gonna fall eventually a thieves or a phase or a optic or toronto is gonna fall and then you're gone because you you can't compete with that now they have sometimes compete with that firepower but literally they played phase and got swept right they i think they did beat Ultra, or they took Ultra to a five, but like they did not. Sorry, they took Optic to a game five. Okay, cool, good for you. But like they still lost the game five, and like Optic did some really weird things in some of those games, and they probably Optic should have probably won that three one. It took a miracle. It's a miracle every time Legion wins a control. It's a miracle. So again, just praying is not the best strategy here. But anyways, again, like people are like, I mean, great. Either Minnesota or Legion is going to go to champs in the eighth seed. Good, congratulations, hang the banner. You're about to get immediately destroyed by the first ranked team, right? So, yeah, it's it's not good. It is not good for some of these teams. Some of these teams are in trouble, and it's uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck. Have fun to, to whichever team comes in eighth place because the top teams are the top teams. And again, and you can even see it in the standings, right? There is a very clear line. Phase three twenty five, optic three three ten, ultra two sixty five, thieves two fifty five, subliners two forty five, Seattle one ninety. There's a line there. There's a giant gap between the top five teams and then the bottom rest of the league, basically. And if you're not one of those top five, and I, I actually argue that the only reason ultra isn't closer to the top, and the only reason because thieves had a couple, I think I had a rough major and an ultra did too. The only reason there's even it's even the top five and not a top four or top three. Is just because subliners have been relatively consistently okay through every major. They haven't been amazing, but they, I think they did, actually, no, they did win a major. But, like, they haven't been, like, amazing outside of those. They've just been consistently okay. And, yeah, they've, 
been all over the place but like they did win major one i want to say they finished top eight at major two then top 12 at major three before they finished in fourth last major so it's it's been a roller coaster with yeah. them um but like they're just yeah, mm-hmm. that's been a lot of the teams this year though so it's it's tough all you can kind of hope for if you're in that like three four five six range is you just get hot at the right time you right you you look like thieves did last year and you just have the game figured out and you get hot and you can't stop winning right now that team looks like optic but that could still change there's still a lot of cod to be played with this week the major next week and then obviously the big gap before champs starts so yeah um yeah we're at the end but even still there's a lot of things that have to shake out and we're here to try to break it down because yes. that's our job. Yes, we are. All right, so let's get started with this. Again, the last games of the regular season. Friday, 3 o'clock, Florida versus Ravens. Man, just amazing. Florida. Get out of the way. <laughs> Florida. Again, think this is the thing now. We're at this point now where like some of these games are like, just God, why is this happening? But like it just has to happen, right? Like Florida has to play some games. Actually, Florida has been like not bad, but like they argue probably shouldn't have been thieves. Anyways. Florida, minus one and a half, minus 120. Expectations on Florida here. Yeah. London, plus one and a half, minus 110. Florida, minus 315 on the money line. Ravens, plus 215. Over four and a half, plus 175. Under four and a half, minus 230. God, man, we're just, uh, we're starting off the weekend with a bang here. I don't know. I actually weirdly have, I, I priced the minus one and a half at minus 158. I don't know. A bottom four team against another bottom four team and getting, 30 points of, well, sorry, 40 basis points of value isn't, it's not getting me up every morning. I'll say that. Um, I don't know. Florida's probably better at, at, at hard point. You're getting a 31 and a half point spread. That's pretty not bad. 27 and a half on bet three, six, five. That's not horrible. Um, yeah, I mean, again, this is one of the ones where you could just be like, cool, I think London is bad at hard point, so I'm just going to bet Florida minus hard point spread and, like, maybe Florida minus map spread and then call it a day. Like, and maybe minus one, throw something on the, Like, I am not laying minus 315. Not a chance at all. That's, yeah, that's no, I... not happening. But, like, maybe throw something on the minus one and a half, maybe minus hard point spread, and then be like, cool, that's, uh, I am going to... Watch this, and it may be something on the minus one and a half, minus one and a half, plus one fifty-five in the control. London is not particularly good at control. They seem to have given up as a team. I mean, not being yeah. eliminated from champs will do that, but like just the general, the seat, the team seems just like we're done. We're just decidedly done here. What's the minus three and what's the minus two and a half, two seventy-five? That's not even good. God, that's not even a good price. Why are they? Wow, that's so sad. Fine, yeah, just those lines, just a couple pieces here. What what do you have on this one? Yeah, I'll give a little bit of love to London in this spot, but not enough for me to get interested in it. All the points you make with Florida are great. And, right, it is something to mention that, like, London is officially done, right? Like, they cannot go further than this weekend and whatever they do at Major 5. It'll be over after that. Um, we'll see what the org does in the off season, But Florida's at least still fighting for something, and they haven't locked up a winner's bracket start yet. So... You get this third win over London, you should get winner's bracket. And then from there, maybe you can get lucky, make some noise, go on a run, and somehow capture the eight seed. Um, it's very unlikely, but they're not dead yet. So they're going to keep fighting their butts off, probably. Which goes to 
maybe they're a little overpriced here for that reason. I think of it similarly to like an NFL week seven or week 18 spread, I suppose, where you have a team that they win and they're in the playoffs or they win and they, you know, jump from a wild card to a division winner, whatever it might be. And you have a team that's fighting for the number one pick and they're playing each other. And it's like, okay, well, the team that is a severe underdog gets mispriced even worse because they have no motivation and the other team does when actually in reality like that team that is worse off is better at covering the spread and does win a surprising amount of those games because i mean they have nothing to lose that sort of rhetoric so if you're london that's you in this position right like you have nothing to lose they'd love to spoil florida's day and keep them in the basement with them so there's that angle to play with it and also i will say if you are interested in london like i'm just making a case for london just to make one but the plus one and a half at minus 110 i don't think is horrible uh london throughout the year have been like not good at anything but their like calling card has been hard point i would say their control is atrocious their search is absolutely the worst um so yeah, if London loses, I could see it going to a game five. Um, and if that's the case, they'll cover and get that minus 110. It's not enough for me to get interested. And again, not a great game, so I'm probably not watching it anyway. But just to throw a dart, if you want to, at London, that would be my argument. Have them cover the map and a half and be on your way. But uh, yeah, other than that, not a ton of interest in this one. It's just... Um... So you and if you're again shopping around, you can get London plus one and a half at plus one hundred on Bet three six five. So shop around a bit, but like yeah. even then, it's still just like yeah, just be I, prepared to lose because I'm it's so iffy on Florida with expectations. Like I don't like, and again, th- this is one of the things that that I definitely carry over to, to from betting college football and the NFL. When you when you're with like some bad teams and they're and suddenly there's expectations like for example when it's like oh here's two of the worst teams in the league and one's minus seven and a half you're like not a not a chance like no like that's not happening like you're like oh I think this team that's horrible is seven and a half points better than this other team that's horrible like no that's not how football works like that's and again the same as in COD right like I don't trust either of these teams to cover a minus because the thing is you have to like you have to win a game and you have to keep that focus and you have to beat like. But like I, I don't, I'm not sure if I see London being now somehow London beat what beat Phase in a control. I'm not sure how that happened. I didn't watch it, um, but they did somehow. It was just defenses, so that was a hotel control. London, which is a map that offense defense is pretty split on, but yeah, London's defense looked solid, and it's not like Phase is like a juggernaut at control. So um, yeah, they, they just went not, defense yeah. round one, defense round three defense round five and that was it so yeah a little bit of a surprise in that specific game mode but not the craziest result when you like dig deep into the nitty-gritty of that one specific map so mm-hmm. yeah i uh i i agree with that so yeah i mean it's i don't know i'm not sure i mean i you just don't maybe i just won't bet on this i don't know i don't know i'll think about it's either for me it's probably florida or no bet but we'll we'll see I could be, I might just no, not bet this. Next up, Thieves versus Minnesota. This is, I mean, I th- you mentioned this to me before we started. This is probably one of the worst prices I've ever seen. Like one of the most mispriced games. But the problem is, is that that means nothing if 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 you don't win. 
right? So Thieves versus Rocker. Thieves minus two and a half plus one thirty. Rocker plus two and a half minus one seventy. Um, Thieves minus a, a ridiculous minus twelve hundred of the money line. Rocker plus six hundred, which that's not how math works, by the way. That's not how odds are supposed to work. Um, it's not supposed to be minus twelve hundred plus six hundred. But apparently, the books are. I mean, just the like, further you get from even money, the more drastic the the odds conversion is. So yeah, but not even though it that... looks horrible. I mean, I would say the like the overall win probability assigned to each team is probably close to any other spread. It just looks really bad when you lengthen it out like that. But no, yeah. that plus six hundred should be like a plus eight hundred. Like that, they're they're like we don't care. They're like go ahead. <laughs> Like they're just like this is them saying we think these are gonna win, but if Minnesota wins, we're not giving you anything. That's that's yeah, what they're yeah. saying here, and I think that's that's actually pretty fair. Over three and a half minus one fifty five, under three and a half. Plus why would you bet Rocker plus two and a half minus one seventy when you can just bet over three and a half minus one fifty five? What is what is it saying? There's a fifteen basis point chance of like a Minnesota sweep. That's a yeah. That's. Not it's... happening. Although, I mean, this Thieves team doesn't look great lately. But yeah, you're right. Anytime you get, like, the, the minus two and a half as the default spread, the over-under three and a half always looks weird when you compare it to the minus two and a half, plus mm-hmm. two and a half. So, yeah. I mean, you could go that route, absolutely. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, what do you think about... I mean, obviously, it's a pretty big price discrepancy yeah. between these two teams. So, well, so do there... you have a lean? Yeah, I mean... So, I mean, again, you're looking at massive, like minus twelve hundred. Which I'm, what is that even? What there's it's a like number. a ninety ninety two percent about. Yeah, they um, they don't even yeah. have okay plus six so plus six hundred, plus six hundred corresponds to fourteen percent chance. Yes. So they're not even. And yeah, minus five hundred is eighty three. It's about yeah, it's about a six percent hold on the money line. Which is about right. Like, if you look at another game that's minus 115, minus 115, that's about a 53, 54% versus a 53, 54%. Again, yeah, I guess. Okay. 106%, 6% hold. So, yeah, it, it looks really bad when it's stretched out to minus 1200 plus 600, but the numbers, you do the math on it, it, it works out. So, yeah. I mean, all that being said i've got like minnesota like 26 percent chance to win now the problem is though that when you look game by game i've got thieves favorite in game one two three four and five i got thieves favorite in every single game but i still have minnesota with like a 26 percent chance to win i've got the minnesota plus one and a half priced at plus 128 what is the what is the plus one and a half priced at 230 wow okay there is value there at plus yeah. one and a half to get this to a game five but, like, it's weird, though, right? Like, I've got Thieves as a way better hardpoint team. Now, I think that's mostly just because of what happened with Legion, but Legion, again, does weird things at different times. So, whatever. You can't really be like, well, Legion was bad at hardpoint, and they beat Rocker, so therefore... Like, what my model is saying is, okay, Legion's bad at hardpoint, and they crushed Rocker, so that means, therefore, Thieves are really... Like, that means that, like, Rocker's really bad, but, like, well, Legion is extremely inconsistent, Right. And thieves, we have lots of questions and marks about thieves. Thieves lost to to Florida in like two in like game one and f- map one and four, right? So their hard point isn't particularly great either at this point. So I the one I will say I, I do like the plus one and a half map two and the plus one and a half map three, but outside of that, it's just like 
maybe you can take. I'm. I mean, the problem is if anything's gonna cash, it's the plus two and a half. Maybe the plus one and a half catch caches. I don't know, but like it's just it's this is such a weird map where it's like I think thieves are better in every single game, but like when you collectively, because like again, it's like okay, they're they're better in every game, but it's like I think they're only like sixty percent chance to win this game and and fifty five percent chance to win this game, right? And then when you sum all that probability up, it's like twenty six. So basically, your 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 minus two and a half bet at whatever that price is, plus 130, that's, you're functionally stringing together a bunch of, like, even money lines, which is not good. That's not how, that's not how you're supposed to do this. I don't know. There's value on the plus 600. Maybe I throw something on it. I don't know. Minnesota is kind of feeling the pinch here. Um, I don't know. Maybe they do something. I don't know. It's just, it's very weird. I, I don't know where they came up with this price from. Maybe the book's wrong, right and we're wrong. I don't know. I don't think so. Generally, when we have a a huge price discrepancy, usually we're correct. I mean, again, this isn't like, this isn't college football, right? Like if I have like some random, like non-Power 5 team against another one and I have a completely different number, I'll be like, you know, whatever, I'll trust the books here. I'm not like, if they, if they have like, oh, we think this team is 14 points better and I have the other team 21 points better, I'm not like, man, I'm running to the window for that one. But like, there's 12 teams. We know all the teams. We know every single player here. I just, I don't, and again, they're making a team change, right? Like, you have to think that internally, at least they think it makes sense, right? Like we can question it and we are questioning it. And we actually just did question it off the top, but like, you have to hope that at some point they know the people who are in charge of the team actually know what they're doing and are like, this improves us and not makes us definitively worse. Right. You have to hope at least that that happens. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Give one me, other thing. Give me rocker I, here. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I totally agree with you on all that stuff. Um, one other thing I'd like to mention that's going against Rocker, right? Is obviously so that we talked about the roster change in almost everybody's mind. It looks like a dumb move. I'm sure that has affected the price on this match. You know, I would have loved to see what this match was a week ago when we assumed, you know, the starting lineup had Afro in it and it didn't have attach, but that's not the case anymore. So the price had to have moved a ton just based on that. One other thing that is important to consider is. These teams have faced multiple times um, against each other this year. It's been thieves all day, every day when these teams uh, just go at it. It's like a sweep almost every time, I think. Maybe that is priced into it a little bit, that just recent history favors thieves by a ton. Um, And I get all that. I will say, right, you're catching thieves at a really good time if you're rocker, and... Maybe that's the reason to make the team changes. Listen, we tried it against these guys with this lineup. It did not work. We weren't even close. Let's try something different. And heck, maybe Rocker changed their lineup back before their Toronto match later in the weekend because they think that lineup has a better chance to beat Toronto. I don't know. They're trying stuff, so at least there's that. The problem with Rocker is they always try stuff when it's too late in the year and not preseason or earlier in the year. Anyway, regardless, Rocker is a screaming value to me. My favorite is the plus one and a half. Um, I've got that priced as a 50-50, basically. Like, LA Thieves to win in three or four is the same odds as Rocker winning the series or just forcing a map five. So, to me, plus 230 on that is just immense value. 
Obviously, you bake in the fact that Rocker are going through some changes. Maybe you bring down their odds slightly, but even still, plus 230 is too good to pass up for me. So maybe, hopefully, this is the match that Rocker don't get swept, you know, can at least force the game five against these guys. Because if there's a time to do it, it seems like now when Thieves are 0-3, you know, against three winnable opponents. They haven't played FaZe yet. They haven't played Optic yet. It was a loss to, uh, you know, Florida last week. That looks really bad. The week prior, it was two quality opponents in Toronto and New York. But, I mean, it that Toronto series looked really ugly. The New York one, they could have won, but did not. And then the Florida one was just a shock last week. So, I mean, if you're thieves, again, you can argue the other way that, okay, you're 0-3, but you're catching Rocker this week. And that's a great way to bounce back. But... Their price is way, way too steep for me. So I'm with you. I like Rocker, specifically the plus one and a half. But if you'd rather go Moneyline, uh, you can totally justify it. If you'd rather, you know, take some of that uh, that cost and put it into the plus two and a half and protect yourself a little bit, but have a smaller payout, that makes sense too. For me personally, I'm just hoping that they can split through four maps. And I think that's a real possibility. Control... Like, Rocker have a chance to win that, absolutely. Um, Hardpoint Thieves have slipped up there recently, so maybe Rocker could catch them there. And LA Thieves have been pretty inconsistent in Search and Destroy all year, so there's a lot of different ways Rocker could get there, and that's part of the reason why I like them here. Um, Obviously, a lot of unknowns. It's scary, but when the price is this good, you just got to take it. So that's where I sit. Completely unbiased opinion, even though I am a Rocker fan. But um, yeah, they probably will lose. <laughs> but hopefully it's in a game five. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I um, I think I think so, too. Um, but yeah, it's it's such a weird one. And I'm I'm weird being this different from the books, but we'll have to see how it goes. Six o'clock, Seattle versus Subliner. Seattle Surge versus Subliners on, on Friday evening night whatever seattle plus 155 on the uh, plus one and a half minus 155 subliners minus one and a half plus 120 uh seattle plus 146 on the money line subliners minus 200 over four and a half plus 150 under four and a half minus 200 so god i mean this is just you don't even want to deal with this right like it's just it's so iffy i mean i've got like I've got minus 233 in the main line. It's minus 200. I've got minus one and a half priced at 106. I'm getting plus 120 for subliners, of course. Like, I've got subliners favored about 70% of the time, but, like, it's such an iffy matchup that I'm just, like, like, what do you even want to do? Like, this is the thing. It's just, like, it's so iffy. Like, I, I don't even know. Yeah, I... Like, you just have to you, you have to just leave this alone. Like sub the problem with this is surge, right? Like the money the, the numbers are correct, but the problem is surge is so up and down. They were like horrible for the first two games, then they beat a Boston team that's like somewhat resurgent, and then all of a sudden it's like cool, now you're getting subliners. And like are they gonna be good? I don't know. Are they gonna be bad? I don't know, maybe. Probably. Right? But we have we have literally no idea what this team is gonna do. Until we see them on the stage, well, they're not actually on stage. Until we until we see them in the lobby, we have no idea if this team decides to be good or bad to, on on Friday, right? And I, I I don't I just don't think you can 
you can bet on this team and say, yeah, no, 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 this is, I, I want to put my money on this, this surge team or even put my money against the surge team because they could have, they could be like, oh, we, we're good today. We're going to be the good Seattle surge today. Or on the on the flip side, you could be uh, be like, no, we're gonna be the it's gonna be the bad Seattle Surge team this today, right? So, yeah, it, it's um, it's very it's a very weird game. I I, I don't think this is bettable, honestly. I, I I would not touch this. I I don't think I want to touch this at all. Yeah, I'm with you until we see a map set. I think for this, it's just a complete stay away for me. This is priced almost spot on um i've got new york as a 63 percent favorite um and you look at a minus 200 that would be about a 66 percent break even um so yeah small disadvantages on both sides so nothing i really like uh and you're right to have that feeling of just like i don't know what to think so control is something i talk about a lot it's a very important game mode for many reasons but Seattle are the only team who has not played Expo Control yet, and that's just a big unknown going into every series they play is, will they let that map through, and will it get played? Uh, How will they look on it? And on the flip side, New York have only played it twice, and they were 1-1 in those matches. They've been outscored in those two matches and round count, and I believe one of those losses was to Legion, which doesn't look great, but it's just control is a big big question mark for me um so if you just basically call that even for both teams because i think that's all you can do at this point you know i hard point between these two teams should be close they've been pretty consistent at that mode all year and then you obviously give the search and destroy edge to new york um not a huge edge but a, a sizable one that makes them the favorite definitely so that's where I am too. I just, it's a total stay away. It should be a great game, probably the best of Friday. Um, so probably why they put it in the third slot of the day. Um, so yeah, this is one I'll definitely be watching. Not sure if I'll have any action on it, but, um, one to keep an eye on if the map set does get revealed before the match starts, maybe you could take like a hard point spread on one side. If it's a significant map advantage for that team, um like i'm trying to think so like new york for instance according to my numbers are the best uh zarqua hydroelectric team in hardpoint seattle are the fourth best now that's still pretty close but you'd obviously favor new york if the map spread is pretty close maybe you put something on new york on the flip side seattle are pretty good across the board uh their best map is fortress where they're second in the league new york are sixth according to my numbers so Maybe if it's a fortress map one, you go with Seattle. So that's the one way you can play it, in my opinion, is just wait and see on the maps. If the map set shows something that you like, then you can take some action. But otherwise, I would just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show because I think it's going to be a great match either way. Uh, a lot of you know star players on both teams, Pred, Hydra, you know Accuracy, and Mac, and all those you know wonderful players, but. Um, yeah, no, in all seriousness, good game, but just let it go and, and watch it on Twitch or YouTube or wherever and just see what happens. Yeah. Moving on to Saturday here, 
first matchup, we got Legion, their only game of the weekend. And guess what? They're playing Surge 2. <laughs> Legion plus 1.5, minus 175. Surge minus 1.5, plus 135. Minus 115 both ways on the money line. Over 4.5, plus 140. Under 4.5, minus 185. <sighs> Again, it's just... I mean, I've got... I've actually got value in Legion here. I've got them about 70% favored, but again, and again, this is going to directly determine, have a huge impact as to what happened when we just saw from Seattle. Is Seattle good or not, right? And, and there's a huge question mark there as to whether or not they're actually good or not, right? Like, are they could go out there and get absolutely destroyed by subliners. As a matter of fact, what is the minus two and a half for other subliners? Uh, minus two and a half is... Plus three thirty-three. Honestly, there's probably value in the minus two and a half because Surge could just get it, go out and get absolutely pasted by subliners, and then they play Legion and they could sweep Legion. Like we have no idea what this team is. This team is so madden, maddeningly, maddeningly inconsistent. I, you have no idea what to expect from this team from one one week or another, one week to another, one day to another. Right? It, it it's so frustrating to to see from this team. I don't know. I I maybe throw something on the on the Legion money line. I've Legion better in hard point a little bit, so I'm getting fourteen and a half. I'll take that. Twenty four and a half in game four. That's wrong. I don't know. It's just, it, I don't even know. What, what do you, where, what do you have this year? Do you agree with me? Do you not agree with me? What what do you think about this? Yeah one I'm on the other side on as well so despite not really having an opinion on Seattle versus New York I do think Seattle is a decent value uh against Legion in this spot not huge um again not really a match I'm looking to target but I don't know when you break down the numbers to me Seattle is the superior hard point team I know you had Legion as the best but um or not the best but better than Seattle that does surprise me a little bit just considering Seattle's been pretty successful in that mode throughout the year. I do know Legion are coming on stronger as we go down the stretch in Hardpoint specifically, but I still do think Seattle are the better team in that mode. You go to Search and Destroy, completely different story. Vegas are quite good. Seattle's quite bad. And then Control is very interesting, right? Legion have improved in that mode quite a bit lately, and... It's all based off of Himmelmat Expo. They've played it four times, which doesn't sound like much, but it's actually one of the more, you know, more played maps for a team because that map hasn't been available for that long. They played it four times. They're three and one on that. I want to say their one loss was a round five loss, so even that was pretty close. Their other maps, four and ten on Hotel, one and ten on Elisilo. Um, their one win on LSELO coming against Optic not too long ago, I think, um, in this stage. So maybe that's getting better, but still, it's an atrocious record on those other two maps. And again, Seattle have yet to play Expo. I don't know if they would want to try to play it against Legion because that's Legion's only good control map. So I really do think Legion are going to have to square up on Hotel or LSELO, and I just give us I give Seattle a huge edge on either of those maps. So that's the one thing with Legion is that I worry a lot of their recent success has been because that one map has entered the map pool, and so far teams have been willing to play them on that. I think eventually that will stop because teams will go, well, if you play them on another map, they have, you know, five wins and 20 losses or whatever it comes out to. So 
eventually that'll end. As a Rocker fan, I hope that ends. So please, Seattle, don't pull any tricks. Just veto Expo control. Get the control win. Take care of business in hard point. And I think Seattle can get this done in a 3-1 fashion. Um, again, unbiased opinion. That's what my numbers say as well. So as a Rocker fan, I'm hoping Legion lose. But the model also likes Seattle ever so slightly. Um, again, not one that I have a strong, strong conviction on. but one that I would lean with uh, with Seattle. And their match against Boston was good to see after coming off a weekend where they lost two games. Um, granted, they played Toronto and Optic in week one. Uh, didn't look good, but those two teams are fantastic. So good to see that they were ta- able to take care of business against a team kind of in their same tier in Boston Breach and do it pretty comfortably. Um, so yeah, we'll see. A, a interesting weekend for Seattle, right? You have New York on Friday quick turnaround to play legion on saturday still not the easiest two matches in the world so uh you know a, a tough stage five qualifiers for surge um we'll see if they can make some noise maybe in the major even if they start in losers bracket but in terms of this specific game yeah I- i'll lean with seattle yeah i that's i mean i i can't really disagree with that it's just I, I can't even, I can't, I cannot in good conscience go with Seattle, and I also can't in good conscience go with Vegas, so. Uh, moving on to 430, Florida versus Optic. Again, barn burner here. Florida plus one and a half, plus 130. Optic minus one and a half, minus 170. Florida plus 295 on the money line. Optic minus 450. Over three and a half, minus 230. Under three and a half, plus 175. Very weird, like I don't like I yeah I've got like optic with a ninety five percent chance to win this year like ninety five yeah. to five huge advantage in every game mode why why are, is optic only giving thirty eight and a half points I've got them forty eight points better they are way better in search the the minus one and a half is this what is this is this all respect from Florida beating thieves I think Florida just plays up. I guess, yeah, it really does feel to me like the books are respecting Florida way too much just off of that they're 2-1 and one so far this stage. Like That's a very small sample size. Yes, they've won two of those three, but, I mean, this is a whole other animal. So I'm. I, it sounds like I'm with you on this one, but is there a specific way that you target Optic? Like, would you go all out to the minus two and a half or just bring it back to the minus one I mean, and a half? The minus two and a half is only at plus two twenty. I've got plus two ninety five. So because the thing is I do have Florida as better in, in control. So like I I'm actually that's some value right there. They could win it though, but I'm not loving the minus I'm not loving plus two twenty. I do love hard point. I do love the I, I do love hard point spread. I do love search spread. If if that wasn't mine, if that was minus one sixty or minus one fifty, I'd be all over it. But at minus one seventy, that's a tad high. Uh, but I mean, you could target a couple of different spreads there with optic, and I think you could be there. I mean, maybe you just lay the minus one seventy because, like, you I could see Florida winning, but the thing is, you don't with minus one seventy, you're laying a lot of money there, though. That's the problem, right? Like, you're not you're laying. Twenty-eight dollars. No. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Win twenty. Thirty-four to win. Thirty-four to win twenty. That's not fun 
That's not bad, yeah. though, but it's not fun. I mean, it's a, it's a clear, I mean, lopsided affair, to say the least. I mean, w- one thing I will say, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think the minus one and a half is a better bet than the minus two and a half. Yeah. The value just isn't quite there. Uh, yeah, when you look specifically at how game two and game three might go, maybe optics slip up there. Um, but hard point is such a discrepancy that it's very, very likely optic take both game one and game four, in which case you just got to win game two or game three to get that minus one and a half to cash. And it's not a great price, right? Minus 170 isn't the best thing in the world, but value is value. And if you have such a lopsided affair like this one, it's hard not to like look at that and just be like, that's a secure investment to make. It's not, you know, it's not like investing in Apple in 1995 or whatever that would be it's not going to be a rocket ship to the moon but it's just a nice secure asset to have so to me that's how i'm viewing it is just lord is getting a little bit too much respect and actually it might be best to wait florida play london friday first match of the day if they come out with the w in that match which is likely to happen maybe maybe the optic price comes down a little bit and you get a better payout for this match. Um, the problem is, right, like, optic money comes in all the time, no matter what. So even if Florida looked great on Friday, maybe the match line for this doesn't move at all. Um, on the flip side, sometimes sportsbooks are lazy, and Florida could lose to London in a surprising fashion, and the optic price doesn't budge because, again, sportsbooks can be lazy sometimes, and now the minus 170 looks even more secure. So... That would be how I would play it. I mean, you can talk me into taking it now, waiting and seeing what happens. But either way, to me, Optic is the absolute right side of this match. Um, It's just kind of personal preference if you want to go all the way to a minus two and a half to get the bigger payout. I lean more toward the minus one and a half just because that hard point is so secure. And then obviously the the money line is a, a little too steep for my liking um at minus 450 yeah that's just way too high in really any match so um yeah I- i'm with you here with optic and this for them is also to go 5-0 in the stage and right they're still fighting for the one seed um for champ so any wins they can get are good they're gonna fight for everything in this match they're not gonna take their foot off the gas uh so yeah you're gonna get a motivated optic team you're probably going to get a motivated Mutineers team, but um, either way, Optic are much, much better, obviously. So take Optic. Yeah. Long uh, story short, take the good team. Take the good team, yes. I think that's the, the, it could be the alternative name for the podcast. LAG versus Toronto. LAG plus 2.5, minus 115. Not a lot of love for, for the LAG, which is completely warranted. The, the lack of love is warranted. Ultra minus 2.5, minus 115. LEG plus 850 on the money line, Ultra minus 1800, over 3.5, minus 115, under 3.5. See, there you go, under 3.5, minus 15. There you go. That's priced correctly, the under or over 3.5 and, and, the, and the minus 2.5. Those are priced correctly because they should be opposing each other. So basically, this is saying there. This is there's a 0% chance of an LEG 3.0, which, yeah, it's kind of accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's not good. I Ass. yeah, it's it's bad. I I I got the mine. I've priced the minus two and a half at plus one thirty, so minus one fifteen. I'm not I'm not lining up at three a.m. for that. 
Jeez, uh, the hard points is minus fifty two and a half. I think that's too big, but like they could they could win that. The minus one and a half at minus one thirty is a little too rich for my blood, but they are better at that than them. Ooh, I like this. Control Ultra minus two and a half plus one fifty. There you go. There's your bet in this game. Oh, no, oh, sorry. Oh, it's control. Oh, sorry. Thing is, sweep is plus one fifty, not minus one and a half. My bad. Okay. Yeah, well, you gotta win three zero. Which, uh, yeah, it depends on the map that gets played. If it's Elisilo, that's a definite no for me. But if, I mean, Toronto are fifteen and four on hotel control, and that map is very conducive to having offensive round wins. Um, I'd also maybe wait and see how Toronto play defense offense. Like you'd prefer they play defense first if you want them to get a sweep yeah. in control. Um, yeah, it's an interesting map pool we have now for control because that was pretty popular last year. Like the difference between Gavutu and Tuscan control in terms of just the amount of rounds you can expect from control. Like if you got Gavutu it was almost a guarantee round five every time they played. And this map set, it's a little more 50-50 on defense offense, which is just good in terms of viewership. Like, we don't have Fortress anymore because that was so defensive favored. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to get crazy with Toronto and, and like, take some really severe, like, if you want to go minus two and a half, if you want to go minus two and a half specifically in control or in hard point. I mean, Toronto to me are maybe the best hard point team in the game despite their win percentage like when they win they beat up on teams so i'm not necessarily shying away from a huge map spread like that um the one thing i worry about with toronto is just their search and destroy not saying la gorillas have a good search and destroy but it's been the one mode where toronto have been a little up and down throughout the year they're still fine but i could totally see an lag you know 6-5 win map two because it's their map pick and toronto come out a little slow or for whatever reason so that's why i'm shying away from anything really in this the minus two and a half for toronto at minus 115 not quite there for me um and just considering like toronto look good but they don't look like a team that's absolutely on fire right now when you just look at their game against optic last weekend so yeah, to me, very lopsided. Toronto should win this. It should be a sweep, but maybe not. So that's just why I'm shying away from this. But yeah, yeah. I've got this as a 92 to 8 matchup. So good luck. 90, 93 to 7 for me. All right. Uh, yeah. Close. The thing of it is, I bet something in Toronto here, but betting minus 52 and a half hard point spreads. It's, it's against my religion. I'm sorry. This is. Uh... Can't can't. That's do it. fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, but seriously, like, there's a certain point when it's just the number is just too big, and it's like, could they cover it? Yes. Do I want to be a part of it? No. <laughs> like, that's the thing, right? Like, could they beat them by fifty? Yeah, but the model doesn't like it. My model thinks that Toronto's. So it's weird because the model has game one as two fifty to two twenty six, and then it has game four as two fifty to one eighty four. So it's saying Toronto is possibly capable of beating them in a hard point, but it's saying LEG usually puts up a good effort in game one. But, like, do I feel confident enough to bet them plus 50? No, I'm not. I'm well, not doing it, that. Here's just one other thing I'll say about this, just because, I mean, we have very little interest in this. With Toronto, like, how this could be a sweep and why I like them so much in Hardpoint. So Toronto's one map that they're a little shaky on, I would say, in Hardpoint is Embassy. 
They've played it only seven times this year, by far the least, or I guess tied with Hydro. But three and four win-loss for them. For LAG, that's the one map where they have a b- above 500 record on. They're seven and six, and uh, I think it's their most played. Yeah, it is their most played hard point map. So if Toronto just play this veto process straight up, we don't see Embassy. We're going to see any other map. And I don't know, to me, Toronto just severely outclasses LAG in all four of those maps. So again, just advocating for anyone who wants to take a side in this if you're gonna just go toronto in any way shape or form i i don't know i i get if lag are that scrappy team right it's the same argument i made with florida versus london like lag have nothing to lose so they might come out really loose maybe toronto um play a weird map veto process and all of a sudden lag stumble into a map win maybe two who knows but um but yeah, overall, not a match I'm really interested in watching, taking any action on, anything like that. But just fully expect Toronto to take care of business. Yeah, I uh, I, I, I agree with that. Four matches left in the regular season. Phase versus Breach. Phase minus 1.5, minus 105. Breach plus 1.5, minus 125. Phase minus 325 on the money line. Breach plus 230. Over 4.5, plus 165. Under 4.5, minus 220. I actually favor Phase's massive favorites here, except weirdly I have Phase's, like, I have Breach winning the control 3-0, so that's kind of weird. Um, but... Yeah, phase ninety four percent chance to win, but breach. I guess it's because phase lost the control to London, and they were just like, "Oh, you're bad at control." Then, um, yeah. <laughs> what is what is the three zero price? Let's see here, uh, two eighty. I could take that. I, I I think that the model is overreacting to that, and phase is going to practice control. They're like, "We're never going to let that happen again." The thing is, what what did breach do last week? They they played Seattle. It was lost. their one match, and they lost one three. That was yep. it, right? So the vivid for Nero swap, maybe not the greatest, maybe not the greatest play ever. Yeah, I kind of love all of the phase spreads. Twenty four and a half in the hard point, and in the hard point, that's pretty good. Minus one and a half, minus one fifty five. That's a little steep for me. No, wait, no, wait. Um, Boston played another team, and they beat them. Florida, that's right. They beat they played, Florida. Yeah, they they played twice, I believe. And or the or no, you're right, you're right, you're right. They played twice last week, won one, lost one. The week before they beat Minnesota in Minnesota. So yes, you're right. They played twice. They beat a Florida team that the books apparently think are good. Oh, and that's why. So man, the books must just be massively upweighting the Florida beating Thieves result. Then they're just like, well, clearly that team's good. So then clearly Boston's good because they beat the good Florida team. That's not a good Florida team. Yeah, just every phase spread here. Phase minus one and a half, plus one ninety in the in the control. Sure, take that. I don't care. Just do it. It's it's fun. It's called gambling for a reason. No, I mean, but seriously though, like I don't trust this Boston team. Phase is gonna get back to form and just straight up crush someone, and that's probably what we're looking at here. I I don't know what is happening with. Boston, they keep change every couple of weeks. They do a team change. They haven't been particularly doing well this year. Phase, okay, Phase lost a control to London, but that doesn't mean they're suddenly bad at control. I mean, they destroyed London in the first two games. 
in the hard point and the and the surge. I believe they just destroyed London. So, yeah, give me Phase here and give me them by a lot, and maybe even sprinkle a little on the pl- minus two and a half. What do you think? Yeah, this is a stay away for me. Um, I don't know. It's priced pretty accurately. I have Phase as a seventy percent favorite. Boston is a thirty percent underdog. I have both teams pretty close in the hard point and in the control. Um, so I think if it if you see two hard points, they probably split. Control a big question mark. Um, I would really have to wait to see the map set if I'm going to take a strong side here. So on the year, phase are 20 and 20 in control, um, which I would say is probably worse than if you just asked a random fan who doesn't follow the stats as closely like, what's phases win percentage in control games this year? They'd probably say like, I don't know, 60%, just a ballpark guess. And it's like, no, they're 50%. They win half of them. They lose half of them. And like their map pool isn't, it's just weird. Like hotel, they're 12 and 11 on by far their most popular map. Um, Elisilo, they're eight and six on solid. And then Expo so far has been really bad for them. They're 0 and three so far. Boston Breach have only played that map once, but they won it. Um, so there's that. So do FaZe want more reps on Expo because they have yet to win it? Maybe. And maybe they think they can beat Breach anyway, even if they lose the Expo control. But right, eventually, if you're FaZe, you get to a point where it's like, okay, we keep losing these Expo controls. We're good enough on the other two maps. Let's just make Expo our auto veto and control and move on. So... I'm curious to see how FaZe handles that moving forward. I'm also curious to see how Boston handles it because they've only played it once and they won. It wasn't dominant by any means, but like they won. So that's good. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Control a big, big question mark in this series. Um, That's why I have it like a 50-50 basically. And then obviously Atlanta dominant search teams. That's what puts them over the top as substantial favorites in this game. So like most phase series, I have a phase three two as the most likely option. Um, the minus one and a half at minus one oh five again not great because Boston could take both hard points or a hard point and a control something like that. So yeah, stay away from me. But um, I don't know. You could talk me into any side. I really have no preference. Again, this might just be a sit back, relax, and enjoy the show kind of a game. Um, see if Atlanta can keep up their winning. Um, they went 2-0 last week, wins over Legion in London. Um, you know, not the best opponents in the world, but dominant map count. I believe they were 6-1. and one. Um, And then Boston, yeah, still working out the whole vivid switch back in. Um, you know, so far 2-1 and one with the lineup. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, that's a small sample size, so they'll probably go through, you know, the, this weekend and the major with that lineup and then make a decision by champs as to what lineup they like. Um, so yeah, a lot of unknowns here. Control's a big question mark. Total stay away for me, but I do expect Atlanta to win this in a game five, probably. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think it's game four. That's why I'll take the minus one and a half, but I can see how I can see how it could go to a game five. Minis- now we are moving on to Sunday, the last day of the regular season. Minnesota versus Toronto. Minnesota plus two and a half, minus one thirty-five. So not a lot of respect here for the for the rocker here. Not in this weekend in general. 
ultra minus two and a half plus one Oh five. Again, they, Toronto is like the spreads for Toronto's games are both minus two and a half. So like, they're like, there's like a, I don't even know what the odds would be. It's like a 30 something percent chance that Toronto plays six maps this weekend, which is absurd. Yeah. Uh, like a third, it'd be like a 36% chance. They play two maps this weekend. Um, Minnesota plus 800 on the money line. Toronto minus 1800 over three and a half minus 120 under three and a half minus 110. That's weird. That's not the line looks a bit different, but that's okay. So this is basically saying there's like a fifth, no 20, 25 basis point chance of Minnesota three Oh, so cool. It's better than the 0% chance of the, what was the, there was a number going back for a second Toronto. So LAG three Oh, I have the odds of that as plus 16,567. Can you put that in terms of a percentage? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, less than that. 1%, right? Yeah, that's, uh, it's definitely yeah, I, I had that at a 0.7% chance of happening. So, and that actually might be a little high. A 10,000, a 10,000% chance of 10, oh, no, sorry. 10,000, a plus 10,000 is 1%. So this is now 16, so it's like maybe 0.8% chance. Yeah, okay. So we're pretty much in lockstep yeah. with an LAG sweep. That's good uh, no, to know. For sure. I just, I love that number though. They're just like yeah. the exactly 16,567. <laughs> the exact precision. It's just like, no, no, it's not, it's not 16,566. It's five, what, 16,567. Anyway, um, yeah, this game, it's not particularly good. I have Toronto as a, as, I have basically Minnesota as a better shot than LAG, so there is some hope here, but not a lot of hope. Um, I'd take Minnesota plus two and a half. I wouldn't be too happy with it, but I'd take it. I've got Toronto was way better in hardpoint, much better in search, and then a little better in control, which is about right. Again, can Minnesota fix the hardpoint? I mean, again, we liked Afro. We thought Afro was a good player. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently Attach is better. So I, I don't know. I am really concerned about this Minnesota team. I, yeah, this could go really badly or it could go really well. I don't know, but probably really badly. It's like it could go well, but it could also go really badly. And I think it's probably going to be the badly one, but we'll see. Like, I, it's just the, the market expectations on this team are so low. It's shockingly low. Like, yeah, I, it's it's just way too much. But like, much I can't, I cannot feel like if I'm on my my betting app on my phone or on my computer, and I press enter on betting on Minnesota, I I can't feel good about that. I'm not like, yes, this is a good decision. Like, I can't, <laughs> right? Like, I I, I don't like, know. It, it, but like another way to think about it, let's say you just take Minnesota plus two and a half in both of their matches. For one price for this game, that's minus 135, which isn't bad by any stretch. It's not plus money, but it's no. only minus 135. And in their first match, plus two and a half, minus 170 against an inferior team. Like, I mean, for those to both lose, like, okay, say only one of them wins, you're right. Like, you're down cash on the weekend for those bets. But if they just get one map out of both of those matches, like... It's just, I don't know. It, to me, it's it's too good to pass up. Uh, like the Minnesota LA Thieves map or match we talked about earlier, I actually do like the plus one and a half for Rocker a little more um, just because the payout is a little nicer and the way the numbers work out. 
it just sees a little more value. Uh, my model sees a little more value on rocker to cover, you know, split four maps uh, between them and Toronto and LA Thieves. So, yeah, to me, it's just take those plus one and a halves, see if rocker can force a map five this weekend. And if they do it once, then you're good. I mean, if they, you know, that that's all you're asking for. So, Obviously, if I do that, Rocker will lose 3-1 in both series, but um, just because that's how that goes. I don't know. T- to me, that's how you play it. Um, but yeah, the book is right in making Minnesota large underdogs. I just think they've jumped the gun a little too much. Um, so I've got Rocker as a 21% chance to win, which is still much higher than a you know plus 800 money line price. Like, if it's 21% chance to win, to me, that price should be closer to, like, 5 to 1. And in my head, that makes sense intuitively. Like, if you asked me, before I looked at my numbers and before I saw the sportsbook lines, like, okay, Minnesota is playing Toronto this weekend. What is the money line price that Minnesota wins? I would probably have said, like, I don't know, plus 400, plus 500, plus 600, something in that range. And it's like, no, it's plus 800. So I'll take that. I, I know there's uncertainty with, you know, Attach coming back into the lineup and it might look really bad. At the same time, they might look better somehow. And like I mentioned earlier, maybe that lineup switch is just for the Thieves match. I know that's also unlikely, but considering that, you know, the lineup they've had has run into Thieves multiple times and it's looked horrible, maybe it's just, uh, okay, we're going to see what this looks like against thieves because we know our original lineup is going to get crushed so maybe afro is back for this matchup against toronto who knows but anyway with all that uncertainty that just leads me to the underdog so yeah minnesota for me again plus one and a half is what i prefer but if you want to play it a little safer and go plus two and a half i get that um the money line again good value but that would probably be my least favorite thing to make here just because Toronto are a step above Thieves, in my opinion, at least right now. Um, and yeah, a Toronto win feels pretty likely. So shy away from that, maybe, but just pull for Rocker to at least make it interesting. Uh, I will I will leave by saying this, and we'll move on to the next game after I say this. Afro on Toronto Ultra next season. Oh my god, that would be painful. Painful but... for, for you, or... Not for me, that would yeah. be painful for me. Yeah, no, not for you. The thing with Ultra is, like, I don't know, man. I mean, this this lineup they've had has won a major, and they haven't even played that many matches, right? Like, I know Hixie doesn't put up numbers, but clearly everybody else plays better when he's in the lineup. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. If you're Toronto, I probably wouldn't change much unless the end of this year goes just catastrophically bad, but I cannot see that happening. But I, I mean, I, yeah, if Afro, oh man, is available yeah, as a rocker fan, that that would be. But see, the thing is, the thing of it is, I feel like the whole point behind Standy was they wanted like a fast SMG, and when you think about, because I think they wanted a fast SMG to pair with Kleenex, and I think Hixie does the role okay, but I think ultimately, I think if. I, that was what Standy was for, but then the Standy experiment failed for reasons, I guess, personality clashes or whatever. But I think if you're sitting there and you're ultra, and you say, all right, cool, whatever, 
we're just like if you say like imagine ultra and kleenex like imagine afro and kleenex as your smgs like that's terrifying Maybe. I, I don't know. It's So the standy Kleenex thing, I don't think worked because they played too similarly, right? Like, they both wanted to be the SMG kind of Roman Slayer, slayer around the map. Whereas, right, Hixie gives you that solid setup. Like, he's always going to be playing with Kleenex or whoever is closest to him in the map. Like, he just, he works the map so well. You see it with Ghosty right now on Optic. Like, Ghosty doesn't put up crazy numbers. He puts up good numbers. But, like, you look at everybody around him, like, they've all taken a step up. They all look so comfortable playing on the map with Ghosty because he plays so well with them and he call out, like, his callouts are fantastic, right? They call him a walking UAV because he just knows how to play every situation. And I think Pixie gives you that. So as as fun as, like, you throw Afro on this and it's just Slayer after Slayer after Slayer on this map, like... Maybe that doesn't work. Um, maybe it would, and it would be crazy exciting. But I don't know. I I, I don't maybe, actually, see that, Toronto. That, that it, that yeah, that is a good point. Maybe you need a more objective player, and that's what Hixie does. And the Kleenex roams around and slays people, and thing. And, and Hixie plays objectives, which is kind of the problem for. Which was the problem with Standy? Because Standy wanted to be the roaming slayer, and Kleenex wanted to be the roaming slayer. So no one was like, okay, I'm getting to the point. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Right, yeah, but so. Standy works well on Legion, right? Because it's like, okay, now he just gets yeah, with... Temp, because Temp yeah. is the Temp is the objective player, so he gets to he gets to go kill people. Yeah, and Tej, like, yeah, Standy's by far the fastest on that team, and they needed a yeah you know, a fast they SMG. They need a fast SMG. It worked. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we we are slow. We are slow. Because the thing is, again, I think, and 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 we've we've talked to some people about this. Call of Duty and the analysis of Call of Duty is kind of still in its infancy, right? Like when you think about how people analyze the NFL now, even going back ten years, it, it, it looks like when you go back ten years on NFL analysis and on team construction and stuff, it's, it's looking like they're like carving stuff out on stone tablets compared to now. And it, when you talk about roster construction, as in terms of like, well, this, we want to draft this player because of this, this, and this reason, and because we think he's going to be a high impact player because of this, and it's just it, there, there's been a, such a huge shift in the in the NFL and how to analyze stuff, and that hasn't happened in 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 the CDL. We haven't really had a, a there hasn't been this revolution where it's like, okay, a team consists of this, this, and this, and this per like it, it, it's definitely a it's definitely a new there, there's definitely a lot of more work to be done in the CDL in terms of roster analysis and, and stuff like that. Anyways, that is way too much time to spend about, like, about this map that matchup that's probably going to be a probably a blowout. So, moving on to the next one, London versus Thieves again, another blowout actually. Ravens plus two and a half, minus one sixty five. Thieves pl- minus I uh, killed something, some sort of fly or something there. Uh, Thieves minus two and a half plus one twenty five plus six fifty on the money line minus twelve hundred the money line for thieves over three and a half minus one fifty under three and a half plus one fifteen. So again, the question is just how good do you think thieves are? I've got London with a twenty seven percent chance to win this game. I don't particularly like that. Um, but like again, this is another one where it's like one team is massively favored. We think there's value on the other team, but I don't see a path for that team to win. Like. That's what we we basically said that what six times this week already I think, yeah that's yeah. that's my analysis. What's what's your analysis? Yeah, same thing. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, my numbers are a little bit further off than yours are. So I have London a 13% chance to win, Thebes at 87%. Maybe, right, if you adjust for what Thebes have looked like lately, you bring that down maybe closer to 80%. But still, like, this is a huge lopsided affair. But I don't know, just... <laughs> Yeah, this is a stay away for me. I have no interest in this. Thieves might be locked into loser's bracket at this point. We don't know, right? London definitely don't have anything to play for. They do play on Friday versus Florida. Will they show up for that match? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Stay away from me. Maybe monitor the price as the week goes on. If we see some drastic moves one way or the other, maybe that could be time, like, maybe that's time to take some action on it, but... Otherwise, yeah, not really interested in watching this, not really interested in making any action on this, so stay away from me. Um, yeah, we'll see if Thieves bounce back this weekend. It's an important weekend just to see what they look like. Um, I mean, winnable games, right? You get Rocker, you get Ravens. Yes, you're 0-3, but if you win two games, like there's a shot, you're in the winner's bracket to start Major 5. Not that Thieves really need any more CDL points, but it just would be good mojo, right, as you go into champs. So, yeah, hopefully Thieves can bounce back a little bit. Um, you know, hopefully Ravens put up a fight in their matches. I don't know if we'll see that, but I don't know. It's just, it's sad if we don't. So, um, yeah, total stay away from me. I will just make one quick point that, like, London Royal Ravens in this game are plus 650 on the money line. And Minnesota Rocker against Toronto Ultra are plus 800. Uh, and yeah, so it's, to me, actually, wait, let's compare Thieves and Rocker versus Thieves and Ravens. Ravens plus 650 on the money line, Rocker plus 600 on the money line. The books are basically saying that Rocker have stooped down to the level of Ravens. It's like, n no. Like, until we see that be the case, I'm not accepting that as fact. So, yeah, I I don't know. Just another point to make about Rocker and how they might have value. But regardless, we're done talking about them. Thieves, Ravens, pass. Yes. Last game of the weekend and of the regular season, Boston versus Subliners, which weirdly probably has like zero implications on anything. Boston plus one and a half, minus one seventy. Subliners minus one and a half, plus one thirty. Boston plus one thirty five on the money line. Subliners minus one eighty six. Over four and a half, plus one fifty. Under four and a half, minus two hundred. Yeah, this is about right. I've got some slight value on subliners, but like I'm not running into the window to bet that. I've got them at minus two twenty nine, minus one eighty six. That's fine. I've got subliners as favorites in the hard point, the search. Boston is better in the control, but that's probably just because they crushed Seattle in that this week. But then again, subliners back in the. It's just, it's not, it's not good. It's just I, I don't even, I don't even know. Like it's just, it's such a weird. You never. I, I don't feel. Whenever I bet on subliners, I don't feel confident. I'm not like, yes, this is the right decision. Uh, but I, I don't even the minus one and a half. I've got the price at one sixty two, so there's no real value there. It's just everything is just a mess. This is all just ah, uh, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. It's not fun. It's just weird. It's all just like 
yeah, maybe you could bet this, but then you feel weird doing it, and it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, similar thoughts. I do, if you're going to make me pick a side, I'll take Breach in this one. Um, it's actually a sneaky, very important week for Boston Breach, right? They're not locked into champs by any means. Um, and they play Atlanta and New York this weekend. Um, so yeah, we'll see. They they very well could lose both matches and, you know, put their champ spot up in jeopardy. If it's a loser's bracket start for them, that is even more worrisome. New York are sitting in a relatively comfortable position, so not much to worry about with them. But yeah, I don't know. In this one, Boston does, in, it doesn't intrigue me really. But again, if you're going to make me pick, I'll pick them. Um, I do have New York as the better hardpoint team, slightly better search team, very slightly. And then Boston is, I mean, it's basically a, a straight up 50-50 in control right now. Um, so yeah, I, I lean New York here to win the series, but I think Boston could probably push it to a game five. Um, if not just win the series outright, it's a close one. Um, it's a second consecutive week. Boston has been in this spot, right? Prime time Sunday night. Last week it was Boston, Seattle. This week it's Boston, New York. So Boston, right? Catching the eyes of a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I don't know. To me, a, a stay away should be a good game. Um, has some implications in terms of Boston's future for champs and major five, I suppose. Um, so that's interesting, at least. So, uh, but yeah, otherwise, a stay away for me. We'll see if the lines maybe move at all with um, these teams playing earlier in the week. New York has a pretty competitive game versus Seattle. And like I mentioned before, Boston has a very tough game versus Atlanta. You know, if New York win and Boston lose, maybe the prices get ballooned out even more. And maybe then I'll take some action on breach. But as it stands now, uh, like a lot of Sunday games for me, just to stay away, and we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, and that is it. That is hopefully, hopefully, the last regular season game of this horrendous format. Hopefully. If we'll every, see. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully. Again, it's, we're going to be, I mean, after, now obviously we're going to be back next week and then a couple weeks later for champs. But like, the the next game, Modern Warfare 3, is going to be releasing in November. So you're looking mm-hmm. at earliest. And again, it's relatively, it's like decidedly mid-November. I think it's only a couple weeks before Black Friday. Because it has to be before Black Friday. But like, we're really potentially looking at like, we're really looking at like six months. Because you're going to have basically all of June, July, August, September, October, November, and, and, I mean, probably not even going to see anything in December. I mean, you could be looking at seven to eight months before there's another call. After after Champs, there could be six to seven months. Cause it depends on how you how you call it, how you carve it up. But, like, there's going to be a half a year before the next Call of Duty match. And it's it's going to be... Now, I'm fine with it because that's when football season is. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy in football season. But... Man, it's going to be a long... And again, there are lots of concerns. The fact that it's mon- it's called Modern Warfare 3 is a little concerning. The fact that it's Sledgehammer developing it, unless they're complete, Like, I have concerns. There are concerns. I think they're basically just trying to charge $79 for DLC. But we'll see. 
I could be wrong yeah. on that. No, you you could be right with that. I, mean, I, th- I think I'm still... right. I think I'm like 70% <laughs> chance I'm right. I think I could be wrong, but I'm like, there's a 70% chance that this is basically a DLC that they packaged up and they put in through some new campaign missions in, maybe gave us some classic maps that they just deliberately withheld during the seasons because we were supposed to get Terminal and we don't have Terminal. I think they maybe bundle a couple classic maps together, throw it together and say, here's 70, pay us 79.99. But we'll see. I could be yeah, wrong. we'll see. I I do hope. I mean, with the long off season ahead, maybe the COD League will put together some sort of off season tournament or All Star Weekend or Warzone tournament. I I kind of think they have to like you to go that long without any sort of event would just be strange to me. So yeah, fingers crossed that they have something planned for like July, August, September because. Yeah, there's there's really nothing going on, and the game is still very much alive. It's you know still months before Modern Warfare Three will come out. So yeah, hopefully they can you know have something to yeah I don't know promote in the summer while nothing else is going on. We'll see on that, but um, but yeah, MW Three, it's still a long ways away. It probably will be a disappointment, like most titles are these days, but. You know, there's still, like, six months before we get there. I do think, based on the success that, like, Major 1 received this year, that the League would want to turn around the release of Modern Warfare 3 quickly into a Major. Like, this year, I believe we started early December, um, but I I believe the game came out in late October. So, ideally, we'll have a Major before Christmas, but we'll see. The problem is it's just getting really tight. See, like, remember last year they had to do... Because they had to get in. So they basically found a window, a very narrow window, between Black Friday and yeah. and, and basically a couple weeks before Christmas. Because they're like, we're getting out of here before Christmas. Because we can't. Yeah. I think that they, I think the major was like the week before Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. But the yeah, problem so they, is- played, they played two weekends worth of qualifiers, which was only four matches, which is why the seating was so weird and... There was like a tiebreaker match between Thieves and Ravens that we didn't even see, but it happened. That was great. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so it, maybe they do a quick turnaround like that again going into next year, but it is very dependent on you know how buggy the game is right away, how ready it is for competitive play. Um, hopefully they can learn some things they learned from this game and just like, import it into MW3. But that's the we'll point, see. right? Like, we'll are see. you gonna are you gonna stay there on like? Is it going to be like, all right, guys, launch week. We need the maps now. This is the maps that it's going to be, and then we're just going to roll with them. Like, that's literally the... the Like, the thing is, it, it bothers me because there was supposed to be other stuff in this game, too. There was supposed to be a map creator mode where you could move things around, and that was supposed to exist. That didn't exist. We were supposed to get classic maps like Terminal. Terminal is in Warzone, but not in the game, not playable in the game itself. It it bothers me that there was a lot of things that were supposed to happen that didn't happen. There's supposed to be a pause feature. Remember that? That was supposed to exist too. That doesn't exist anymore. It it really bothers me that all these things that were supposed to happen just didn't happen. And and again, it's like the league saying, okay, we know that these leagues are struggling and we're going to try to fix it, but we don't... Like, when a company says... Because this was... I think we talked about this last week. When a company says, yeah, there's a problem and we're going to try to fix it, but we don't know if it's possible to fix it, that is a problem. When a company says, 
we don't know if we can fix this. That is the like a giant red warning light. That is them saying that is basically them saying we might be getting rid of all of this. This might be all gone. And that is a terrifying, genuinely terrifying thought of this. And I am very concerned of that. Yeah, that that's that's fair. I mean, we're used to this every year now, so I I think we're getting better at just like expecting it. Not that we should be expecting like disappointment, but we're at least like we know what it we, we know it's like. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know not to we get want. our hopes up. We're not like, oh man, I'm I'm getting can't wait for this. This game's gonna be awesome. Like we're just like, yeah, yeah, all right. What's the what's the problem? What's gonna suck? What's gonna be bad? Yeah, so. one tip I would give like Activision and maybe all the developing studios is you know the saying like under promise but over deliver like they do the opposite of that like they are way over promise and they always underwhelm like when the game actually launched like they say yeah we'll have a pause feature and yeah we'll have a map editor so you can make your own competitive maps and all this and all that and then nothing happens and we're just like okay well what was with all that stuff like maybe they should just quiet down a little bit and just give us what we know we're gonna get because yeah, it just feels like every year they they say as much as they can to get it hyped up, and it works for the most part. And then everyone buys the game, and they go, well, actually, we can't do this, and that's delayed, and uh, yeah, on and on and on. But anyway, we'll see when we get there. We're still, yes. you know, half a year away. But um, but yeah, for now, got some COD to watch, and uh, I'll enjoy it. Hopefully, Rocker get me some wins this week, because I'm stressing. Yes, I hopefully they do that for for you and and it maybe clear some distance for between them and 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 Paris. Sorry, not Paris, Vegas Legion. My Ooh. bad. Anyways, <laughs> all right, we will see everybody next week with Major Five. We're gonna see what the seating is, talk about champs qualifying, all that stuff. Again, only we're now only two more episodes left in the season, guys. That's it. There's only two more episodes left before the end of the year. So, um, sit tight, everybody got a couple more games to con then there's going to be a potentially very long break so we will see everybody next week have a good weekend don't bet a lot on the long shots maybe just a little bit just to just to feel something make some smart bets and, and we'll see keep don't 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 you don't wet all your powder this week keep some powder dry for next week and, and we'll see you next week see you guys